everybody. Mm -mm. And speaking of everybody, we are talking to everybody today. Real talk with Chuck and Pam, Chuck Kaplinski. We're talking with everybody who has taste. I know that. <laughs> this is so true. And because you're listening, we know you have taste. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, what are we going to start with? We, we did not do a podcast. Did we do a podcast last week? No, you were gone. I was gone. Where was I? You were moving your daughter. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> God, I don't know why daughter. I blocked that out of my head. And, I love you, Kelsey, but it was really difficult. You, you blocked that out of your head because you sent me a picture of a bookcase or an entertainment. What was that thing oh, that you God. had to put together? Okay, it was a desk. And, okay, think about Ikea. Mm -hmm. Okay? Now, like, make that, I don't know, 20 to the nth degree worse with the directions. Okay. And that's what I was putting together. I bought this 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 desk at Aldi of all places. Mm -hmm. I love Aldi. They Everyone this, loves Aldi. They have this little special section that has stuff for sale, and mm -hmm. it went down from fifty nine dollars down to twenty. I thought, eh, easier just to buy a twenty dollar desk and put it together because it's already in a box and it's easily ah, placed ah, into my car ah. as opposed to moving an already built desk that would take me two trips back and forth from Lexington to Louisville. Yes, question. So you spent $20 on the desk. Yes. How much money in wine did you drink while putting the desk together? Well, see, here's the thing, Chuck. <laughs> I, I am not drinking much anymore. Okay. I have have uh, curbed that. I read this book that my daughter gave me, not that she was telling me that I had a drinking <clears> problem, <throat> um, but it's called Quit Like a Woman. And it's quite interesting because it talks about... Um, like the tobacco industry back in the 50s, how, you know, they'd have doctors saying, smoke camel. Right, yeah, and, it's good you know, for your, so it's, yeah, and, and, digestion. And, right, and, yeah. it's the whole industry and, you know, those mm -hmm. quote-unquote independent organizations that evaluate, you know, the health benefits of mm -hmm. cigarettes and how they're good for you. And it was all just marketing. And there's a lot of information out there about alcohol, and alcohol is a neurotoxin. And... I don't have a whole lot of brain cells that I want to waste anymore. So this whole notion of, you know, a glass a glass a night is, is good for you is I think it's a from, questionable. I think it is. I think uh, it's done by the marketing team of... So years from now, they'll be looking back at that and saying, yeah. what the hell were they thinking? I think so. So what crutch did you lean on then to get through the construction of this $20 Chocolate. desk? There Chocolate. you go. Okay, I knew it was something. <laughs> Had to have something. And Kelsey is the queen of, like, buying monster uh, trail mixed from oh, Target. Go. It's really good. Mm. Um, but we actually had a lot of fun together. It was just too much in, in one. I was there for, I think, not quite 36 hours. Mm. Yeah, and it was just, driving yeah, down there and doing So I was yeah. exhausted. So yeah. I've often said that, you know, when you're in, when you're in the early days of a relationship and you want to see whether it's going to last, <laughs> you either take a road trip yeah. or you get something like that, right. an entertainment center, something like, and you put it together together. And if you can survive the road trip or that... Your chances are really good, right, I right. think. You know, the road trip thing, I think about that. And, and I travel with a lot of different friends, girlfriends, and um, one person can read a map and one person can drive. And if, if you can't do one or the other, it makes it really difficult. You, you don't come. Right. Yeah, yeah. There's no sense in you coming along. You're dead weight. <laughs> so that's interesting. That's a, that's a really good thing. I have a friend who, who is going to be going on a first date soon, so I'm going to tell her, you know, yeah. think about if, that. Yeah, if yeah. we get to like month three. Yeah. Yeah. Road trip. Road trip or... Buy build a, something. Build something together. We'll see if this makes. <laughs> Go to Aldi and see what's in the special counter. <laughs> so we got what? At least two to talk about today. And we'll Three. see what else pops up. Three? What you have another one? Yeah. 
Yeah. Don't, don't you have another one? Uh, yeah, if we okay. want to. But okay. as you had said, as we were coming on, you know, the audience isn't large for David Cronenberg, but uh, right. still I think he's a significant filmmaker. And so maybe we'll touch on Crimes of the Future. But, of course, the two big ones are uh, Jurassic Park Dominion, which is a hard word to say. It is a hard one, isn't it? Dom- Jurassic it, World Dominion. Thank you. You're welcome. I stand corrected. You do. It's, it's kind of like the same thing. I always get oh. Disneyland and Disney World mixed up, too. So, yeah. okay, so this is the sixth. Sixth in, one. Okay, so, so The we end started. of the second trilogy. Oh, the end. Okay, so the first trilogy was Jurassic Park. The second trilogy is Jurassic World. And the third trilogy will, of course, obviously be Jurassic Universe, Dinosaurs in Space. <laughs> you are joking, right? I hope. It's probably in the world. <laughs> well, you know, you and I were both talking, and, and we both went to separate places to see Dominion, and the theater was packed both places. So if that's any indication, Dinosaurs in Space could be happening. It could be. It, it very well could be. And, and before you, I want to hear your take on this this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I got done seeing this. I was at the AMC in Chicago. Right. And I got into the elevator with this, this young man who reeked of weed. Okay. And he, not that there's anything wrong with that, I don't care, but got into the elevator and he said, that was the best movie I've ever seen. I said, okay. That's the secret then. <laughs> it is. It is totally to the secret. To this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I did not have the benefit of that <laughs> and neither did you. No. Nope. So maybe, maybe we're wrong. I think we are. On this one. Yeah. Obviously, we, we are wrong. And let's go back to the weed thing when we're done talking about this. Okay. A piece of useless trivia. Okay. But yeah, J- Jurassic Park Dominion, I was actually looking forward to it uh, because they brought back, you know, Jeff Goldblum right. and Laura Dern and Sam Neill from the original film. And, and I thought that was a pretty smart thing to do. Absolutely. And the way they uh, weave them into the story made sense mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. It, it, it didn't seem desperate. There was a certain logic that the story followed that it was like, oh, well, it makes sense that sure. these people would be there. Yep. So, so I like that. We were off to a good start. Um, I, I don't even know. I mean, the story, the, the film plays like a greatest hits of the franchise. Okay. I mean, there are callbacks to, to certain big scenes from previous ones. And basically, the story is the same. There's nothing original. No. Nothing. So, I mean, I think we could just use, like, generic terms, like, mad scientist corporate asshole guy is played by Campbell Scott this time. Right. He, of course, wants to use the dinosaurs, make money, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, Instead of being on an island, we are now in a sanctuary in Italy, which really threw me off. Yeah. Uh, And that's where all the dinosaurs have now been contained, or most of the dinosaurs have been contained, because, yes, we've got a problem. They're running all over the place. And they really missed the boat on that. They really, we'll, right. we'll get to that. Uh, so they're all, most of them are contained there. And Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard. And the other three, <laughs> they end up at the place. And dinosaurs chase them ad nauseum. And that's your movie. It is. It's the ad nauseum part. It's just, it's one chase scene after another, after another. Tell me what else you think, because I have some questions to ask about this. Specific scenes. They are spoilers, so if you haven't seen it. We are not spoiling anything. (laughs) Uh, I will say one thing, though. There is one standout sequence that really did kind of like, wow, this is really cool. The motorcycle scene. Okay. In which uh, there's a sequence in which uh, Chris Pratt is on a motorcycle and these raptors are chasing him through the streets of Italy. Right. And it, he, there's a big surprise. He turns a corner and there's this big plaza and there's T-Rexes there. And I was, like, I was 
thinking to myself as it was playing out, this is the perfect example of combining real, uh, you know, footage of real people with the computer stuff. I thought that whole sequence really was well done. But, you know, when you go back and you think about Jurassic Park, the first one, there's maybe four dinosaur sequences. Mm -hmm. Maybe four. It was always the buildup. Like, it's lurking. It's coming. It's going to be here. Right. And then you you had a nice gap. You know, Spielberg lets you catch your breath. And And you got to know the characters. Exactly. We were learning about that. And then they're in trouble again. But it was only, there's only like four sequences there. And, you know, the the, the director, Colin Trevorrow, he adheres to this whole notion that more is more. (laughs) You know, know, too much is not enough. Right. He and Michael Bay would get along. Very much so. Yeah. And, and also to the fact that the way these sequences are cut together, it's it's a blur. They all look the same. They do. And and they're really jagged and jerky. Yes. That really, that was like visually disturbing to me. I, I, felt, I agree. And when you said ad nauseum, I felt nauseous. Yeah, except for that motorcycle scene. Um, yeah, it, it's just such a disappointment because I ended up wanting more of the three, mm-hmm. more of the three veterans. Right. There's not enough. I mean, we get some moments. They each have not enough. Moment, but not enough. And what's the name of the other actress? DeWanda Wise. DeWanda Wise, yes. uh, who plays the Indiana Jones role. She is this uh, pilot who gets Pratt and Howard onto the island. And the end of that motorcycle sequence with the plane. That was really cool. That was cool. And Miss Wise, she is cool too. She's She's, she's got, incredible. You know... They, we talk about that whole notion. They've talked about it since the beginning of movies, that it factor. Yes. You can't describe it, and you may be charismatic in real life, but we put you up on the screen and you're bland as hell. She's got it. She does. She she just fills the screen from corner to corner. You, you can't you take your eyes off you want to see more. And she's, I mean, she had a really kind of benign role with the right. same lines over again, but she actually made it interesting and she had fun. Now, how about this? How, huh. if, how about if they veer off and give her a movie? Oh, I would love that. That I'd be down for. Yes. That yes. I'd be down for. Yeah, I mean, where is she from? What's her background? She was in the in the um, Army or the Air Force. We get real and... cursor, and why does she have an affinity for old World War II bombers? Right, right. Which look very cool on the screen. They, they but, did. But Those, there's no reason why she should be fine this unless no. she gets them for, you know. Yeah. The money she finds in her couch. Um, <laughs> she but, was wonderful. She was in a movie. I met her actually at Sunday. Yeah, you told yeah. me that. Um, for a movie called Douchebag with Charles Bryce, who's a Chicago um, actor now. He's in like Chicago Med or Chicago okay, PD right. or one of those Chicago uh-huh. TV shows. Um, and they are wonderful in this movie called Douchebag. And it's a lot of fun. So if you can seek that out, check it out. Um, she's really come a long ways since then. Um, yeah. If, if nothing else comes out of this film, let's hope it gives her a platform and propels her into other yeah. things. I would really like that. Yeah. You had questions. Okay. So you talked about the motorcycle sequence yes. when mm-hmm. he's being chased by rafters. I know what you're going to ask, but go ahead. Okay. So prior to that, um, Claire, who's played by your love interest <gasps> of Miss Howard, mm-hmm. um, she is running and mm-hmm. jumping from that same type of raptor. Mm-hmm. And somehow she, I guess, can run as fast as a motorcycle because there's the same speed, velocity, Mm -hmm. from the Velociraptor or whatever kind of raptor it was, as Mr. Pratt has on his motorcycle. So, wow, that was impressive. Well, now, see, now you are ignoring the whole factor of angles. 
Oh. Okay, because okay. remember, she is running across rooftops. Okay. And jumping at angles down to other roofs. Right. So that does the force of gravity make you faster. And I'm going to also contend that those velociraptors, their eyes are kind of on the side of their heads. Uh. So they're not seeing the same because you'll remember she jumps one way and then the velociraptor wow. recreates that scene from the born identity and uh. goes through the window. <laughs> so Did you ever notice how klutzy they all are? I was like, wait a second. <laughs> they do that, that little skid-like thing. Which, you which know? I kind of like. I'm like, yeah, you know, they would be kind of klutzy. I mean, they're they're built for you know soil. And, yeah, I didn't mind that. But no, it's, I think the angle thing was what okay. gives her extra. Okay, let's now go to the swamp. Okay, <laughs> Bryce Dallas Howard again. God. Okay, so Miss Howard, if you're listening to this. Can you tell me who your makeup artist is? Because, man, you have, like, the best stick to kind of makeup I've ever seen she's in my entire stunning. life. She is gorgeous, no doubt about uh -huh. it. So she's running away from, I don't know. A dinosaur. A dinosaur a big of one. some sort. Mm -hmm. And she decides that she's going to go into a swamp. Mm -hmm. And it's covered with this algae stuff on mm -hmm. top. And she slowly goes down, 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 down. And she's down there, God, for a good 35, 50, maybe one minute. Mm -hmm. She's down there a while, and then she comes back up as soon as she knows the coast is clear, and she just lets out a little nothing. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Not, not, not even. Right. Not even. So that bothered me. You're racing. You're running. You dive down into the water. Yeah, you are scared yeah. shitless, and you come back out, and you just go, and nothing. She's got good luck capacity. Apparently, Obviously. she's been training. Apparently. You, do you know who has the record for staying underwater? I do not. That was just made during the making of a film? No. Broke Tom Cruise's record? What? Kate Winslet. Seriously? For the new Avatar film. Really? Yeah. How long? Around minutes? four minutes. Four minutes, really? Yeah, with some, yeah, yeah, but I guess it was you know, a lot of practice, a lot of going there. Oh, you know, yeah. Uh, you know, breathing, you know, your lung capacity and everything like that. But yeah, apparently, she broke Tom Cruise's record. Good for her. Do you like Kate Winslet? <laughs> what what know, if I you know, got her yeah. to do a contest with you? <laughs> it would be superfluous because obviously I would be speechless and not be enough. You'd have no support. When, uh, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would just be stupid. Absolutely stupid. Oh, kind of like this movie. Yes, kind of like this stupid. movie. Yeah, there were. That was just so dull and boring. Um, yeah. It was. It was sad. And you know, um, Jeff Goldblum. There were two moments in the mo movie. That I saw his facial expressions, which I loved. Are we, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? I think so. Okay, so just those facial expressions. He's like, what the hell is going on here? And, right. and, and I love that. And But there was no humor in this movie at all. And he tried. He did. He had those, some moments. He did. Although I, I had a chuckle. I think one chuckle. I did chuckle. Did you notice when uh, Miss Wise... Glanced at him. Yes, yes, and, and he buttoned then he his shirt. buttoned up his shirt because he's still walking around with this. That was, I thought, that real was clever. Funny. That, that was, was real funny. Clever. That was very funny. Uh, again, more characters. Yeah. Less dinosaurs. Yes, and and Chris Pratt. I mean, he is handsome, and I think he's getting more and more handsome as he gets gets older. Sometimes that um, happens. It does happen, and but there's just so much mugging you can do to the camera. Well, Did you notice that? Like like long takes, like twenty seconds of Chris Pratt's face to their. Credit, though. This is one of the worst written scripts. Oh, it's horrible. I mean, the dialogue. Where is she? <laughs> I do not know. Don't go over there. What might happen? What are we going to do? I mean, <laughs> Olivier would have problems with, with this. So <laughs> you, you got to give him, give him a little, cut him a little slack here. Because, I mean, we're not dealing with oh. 
Anything. Yeah, and it reminded me of, I used to write plays when I was in fourth grade. Are there any? Do you still have them? um, I do have a couple. Oh, God, I want to read these. They're really bad. And what would happen is we would get out of our classwork if someone put on a play. Oh, my God. So I was always ready to get out of classwork. So I would write a really fast script, and I'd get like three of my best friends, and we would perform it. Okay, so (laughs) when you find one of these... Okay. We have to perform one on the air, <laughs> on, on a podcast, okay? That sounds great. Okay, sounds I, great. I would love that. Okay. Absolutely love that. Give me something to look forward but to. But that's what this reminded me of. It was so juvenile, and yeah. it was so ridiculous. It would be something that I would have written in fourth mm-hmm. grade. Or I was thinking as I'm watching this, maybe there are 10 writers, and nobody was oh, in the I same room. Oh, I love when room, that happens. Yeah, and, and you nobody can tell. Had, you can tell. That's what I thought had happened, well, which was not the case. I think there were only two writers on this. Right. Um, but I did think that. No, I think it was... Dinosaurs, 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 yeah. humans, and words, incidental. Yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. 2001 A Space Odyssey, just mm-hmm. a little segue here. Okay. Came back and came out in 1968. When it was first released, it did okay, okay at the box office, but MGM had invested so much money in the film that they needed to, you know, really promote it in a different way. There had been reports, apparently. Uh, because, again, we're in 1968. There had been reports, apparently, of students and certain viewers going back and seeing the film multiple times and timing during the film when to drop LSD because they wanted to time it correctly because then, apparently, they would go down and lay in front on the floor as close to the screen as possible for the sequence in which the astronaut goes through the Stargate, okay. where all the colors yeah, 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 and yeah, everything yeah. are grown. They heard about this, so they re-released the film, and when you look at the poster, it says 2001 Space Odyssey, dot, 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 the ultimate trip. Yes, yeah, interesting. That's where that's from, and your little tale about the guy with the... The weed? <laughs> yeah, 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 so it reminded me <laughs> so of that. So how could we rename uh, Jurassic World Dominion? <laughs> We'll have to think about that. Let me think about that. Yeah, you you talk about the next movie, and I'll try to come up with something. Well, the next movie came out in theaters last week, and it's now on Netflix, Mm -hmm. or will be as of tomorrow. Tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Today is Thursday for us recording this. Um, And it's called Hustle with Adam Sandler. And if you're looking for a typical Adam Sandler, Waterboy kind of movie, this is not what it's going to be. I was completely surprised when I saw this. This is actually a uh, a very engaging story that is entertaining and dramatic and Adam Sandler really gives us a great performance as this um, man named Stanley Sugarman. He is a basketball scout for the Philadelphia 76ers. Thank you for the 76ers and um, he's traveling all over the world trying to find the next Michael Jordan. Um, He works for a man named, um, what is his name? Robert Duvall's character's name? I don't know. You don't know? Well, let me look the, the that The guy up. who owns his the name team. Is Rex. Rex Merrick. He owns the team. And his son is a total twat, and that's Ben Foster's character of Vince. Um, unfortunately, you know, this, this Rex really has taken Stanley under his wing. There's something that happened in his past. We don't really know what it yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Um, we get little glimpses. There's a scar on one of his hands. We know something tragic happened to... I guess he got a crossroads of life and he went down one path instead of another. Um, he really just wants to be a coach. Um, Rex gives him that chance. And unfortunately, he quickly then passes away. So he's no longer in the pitch- picture. And uh, his son, Vince, played by Ben Foster, is in the picture. And as I said before, he's a bit of a twat. Um, I like that word, twat. 
I've been using it a lot lately. <laughs> I bet you have. <laughs> um, and uh, so uh, Vince tells um, Stanley that he's got to go back on the road and find the next Michael Jordan. And Stanley is pissed. He's missed his daughter's birthday for the last nine years. He's married to Teresa, played by Queen Latifah. And if that sounds like a weird combo, it does sound like a weird combo. But I liked it. I it don't know worked. who the casting person on this was. Yeah. Brilliant. Right, right. I'd love to see them in a movie again. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. They were great. You know, and, and both Adam Sandler and Queen Latifah, I think, can be way over the top and, like, can really steal the, the microphone and, you know, push everybody out right. of the spotlight. Neither one of them does that. They are, they really, they support one another in these roles. You they did get, a wonderful job. You get the sense they've been married a long time. Yes, you do. And, and, that's, as, and that's rough And there is some, do. there is some, oh, that is rough to do. Yeah. Um, there's some comedy in there, too. Like, when he's rubbing her feet yeah. and he says <laughs> something like, how can someone so beautiful have such disgusting <laughs> feet? <laughs> And just like normal stuff that a married couple would right, say exactly. to each other. It's really sweet. Um, anyway, so uh, um, Stanley does find the next Michael Jordan, or he thinks it's going to be the nice next Michael Jordan. His name is Bo Cruz, ba- played by Wancho Hernan Gomez. Hernan Gomez, and he is an NBA, NBA player. He is? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that explains it, because he's six foot nine and just built like a basketball player. I'm sure is, and he can play. <laughs> and he can play. Um, he's beautiful to watch. And yeah. if you love basketball, you're going to love all the basketball yeah. sequences and the games and the and the scrimmages and, you know, pitting one player against well, another. And they have real players, yes. former players. Dr. J has got a pivotal part in this. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I That really gave the film a lot of validity. Well, authenticity. Them being, yeah. I mean, he's right there with all these guys. And I thought that was cool. And, and I think Adam Sandler must really love the game of basketball. He does. Basketball was a part of Uncut Gems. And if you didn't like Uncut Gems, don't worry, this is not Uncut Gems. This is totally different. <clears throat> it's not. But I'm glad that he is building on that. Yeah. You know, as you say, this isn't the water boy. Yeah. Uh, no. And it would be easy for him to do very, you know, and he has done variation on that. But but it's it's good to see that he's building, you know, these other uh, roles. He produced this film along with Shaqu- Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, I saw that. And, of course, yeah. that, of course, gave them the end to, to all these players. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, it, th- that authenticity I really liked. Yeah. And it, I, I loved the story. And as you said, <laughs> you know, it is predictable. But I think it has some little um, offshoots in the story that are not predictable that I really liked. I loved the fact that Bo had this young daughter. Yes, and that was his great. his mother. And he had a really close relationship mm-hmm. with both of them. And he had some problems with his dad. The, the whole tattoo The tattoos, was yes. Wasn't that, though? It was beautiful. Um, yeah. So those are the, the gems within the story and that predictable story that I really loved that I... That endeared me to the story and to the characters. And I mm-hmm. loved Adam Sandler in this movie. Well, the relationship they have, you know, the coach and the kid and yeah. all that stuff, it was just wonderful. Just wonderful. Yeah. And I, I like that, that Sandler, as the coach, he's not a guy who yells or, you know, he, he's very subtle in the advice. That he yes. gives. He's, you know, he says, it's you against you out there. And I love that phrase. Uh, why, when, why are you laughing? I'm laughing because, um, okay, so Adam Sandler's character, Stanley, brings over Bo. He's, he's never been abroad before. To the, before, United, States, to the yeah. United States, He's got a couple issues that it's happen. From Spain, with, yeah, yeah. From Madrid. And um, he puts him up at some swanky hotel in Philadelphia. And as you know, Philadelphia is known for the Philly cheesesteak. Mm-hmm. And this young guy, Bo, apparently knows that too. And he orders and gets every possible Philly cheesesteak in Philadelphia, 
and he takes one, one bite, bite. Yeah, <laughs> out of each, each one. one. <laughs> because, oh, you know, if you if you eat the whole thing, you're going to get fat. <laughs> and, and Stanley's like, you know how much money this is costing me? Because he's doing everything behind the back of Vince Ben Foster's character. Right, yeah. Um, and that's that's our, our, our clash in the movie is the two of them together. And then the clash also is with Bo with himself and getting mm-hmm. into his own mind and knowing who he is and who he can become. And Stanley has put his entire life on the line for this young man. Yeah, and I I like the whole psychological aspect that they spend with this kid and how, you know, as Yogi Berra, you know, once said, baseball is 90% mental and 50% yeah. physical. So, um, <laughs> He's a mathematician, huh? Oh, yeah, Yogi. You don't know about Yogi? Uh, I'll tell you about Yogi. Yeah, Yogi was a catcher. He got hit in the head a oh, few, too, too many times. times. Yeah, You never knew what was going to come out of, his, out of his mouth. But there is something to that and the whole mental aspect of this thing. Uh, they key in on uh, yeah. how do you? It's not some. Yeah, he can put the ball in the in the hoop, but how does he deal with the uh, trash, trash talk yeah. and all the other factors that are going on out on the court? And that's the thing he has to right, has right. to deal with. Uh, great joke, though. Also, there was a great joke there that I laughed out loud at. Well, Sandler at one point. Uh, Starts trash talking to him to, oh, uh, yeah. you know, get him used to it. <laughs> you know, he says your mother's a whore, <laughs> and, oh. and he's just like that. And then he comes back with, "Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Your mother's not a whore. She gives that ass away every night <laughs> for free." <laughs> uh, and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know. Is this a family film? I think for teenagers. For enough. teenagers, yeah. older teenagers yeah. enough. Twelve I, I, enough. Yeah. I, mm, yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I run that. into twelve-year-olds. Okay. Yeah, you, good. you you know that age group yeah. better than I do anymore. So. Yeah. And it's on Netflix. It, so it you know. Yeah. Enjoy that. It, watch that. Do not go out and see Jurassic World Dominion. No. Don't yeah, waste your take, money. You know. Just you watch this nice movie. It's a really good movie. Net- Netflix is going to be increasing your rates soon. <laughs> so take advantage of this now while you can. <laughs> I was listening to a podcast about that earlier uh-huh. today. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know they're on the edge. I know. You know, them and Walmart and all the gas corporate, they, you know, they're on the, I feel bad on the, for on the edge for of going out of business at any point. <laughs> so we better, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Mother. When are you, you going to buy your Tesla, your electric <coughs> car? Well, you know, I will buy my electric car once they make one that's affordable. You know what? Kia has one, actually. They've been selling them like hotcakes, I hear. My brother told me that Ford has a pickup truck. Yes, they do. That's like $20,000, and you can't get one because, yeah. yes. Yeah. And that's the key to all of this. Yeah. You've got to make it affordable. I mean, yeah, once it comes down price, I'll buy one in a heartbeat. Right. And, and I think, you know, pricing people out of being able to travel for work is in using gas is yeah. one way to say, okay, I'm ready to trade my gas hog in and get an electric car now. Yeah, you know? exactly. Get the electric charging stations along the highway. Yeah. And, and you know, this, <laughs> whole, this all could eventually down the line lead to that change that we know needs to happen. It once needed to happen for a long, long yeah, time. Yes, yeah, yes. Exactly. Have you seen anything else? Have we talked about The Staircase on HBO? A little bit last time. Yeah, we're up to the last episode, okay. which comes out tonight. Okay. Uh, I got to tell you, this is Colin Firth's best performance. Really? His best performance. He is unlike any other character in any movie you've ever seen him in. Okay. He's really stretching here, and he's convincing really? at every step of the way. Okay. You don't know whether this guy is telling the truth or not. Oh, cool. We're, we're, we're going into the last episode here, and I still can't get a handle on whether he did this or not. Okay. And it's interesting. I know 
uh, they asked him when he was doing press, and they also asked Tony Collette, who plays his wife, yeah. and she's wonderful all the time as well. Yeah. They uh, apparently repeatedly, or reporters asked him, well, did this guy, do you think this guy did it? And they Because based on true story. Yeah, and they both said, no comment. Really? Yeah, yeah. A huh. uh, lot, lot of stuff going on. If you haven't watched The Staircase, I really recommend It's one of those great ones that gets better with every episode. Okay, and where, where can I watch HBO. that? HBO. Okay. Yeah, The Hobo. Okay, okay The Hobo. <laughs> so, yeah, I've been watching that. Um, you know, looking forward to, to seeing how that wraps up. All right. So, you... Uh... Uh, Peace by Chocolate comes out on VOD. Mm-hmm. I recommend that. It's about a family from Syria whose uh, family business, uh, Chocolate Factory, gets bombed. And um, person by person in the family gets moved over to Nova Scotia during the wintertime, which that just sounds like hell on earth. Um, but I'd love to see it. In the winter? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's about this small town and acceptance or rejection of, of people coming in and trying their very best to restart their lives. It's a heartfelt m- movie, and you might find it to be kind of kitschy and predictable, um, but I think it's really inspirational, okay. and um, because it is based on a true story, and uh, Justin Trudeau is actually in it, and oh, cool. clips, um, and clips from the actual <coughs> events, events that happened. Oh, that's neat. Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's fun. It's funny. And watch the end credits. You're going to be crying. I really enjoyed it, and they have some incredible chocolate that I shared with you. It was good. It was good. It was really so good. so good. It's called Peace by Chocolate. You can see that in VOD. It's worth a trip to Nova, Nova Scotia. I would like to go there, like in July. You want to go to there? I want to go to there. Mm-hmm. I want to go. I want to go to many places. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's. Uh, I think that's it. That's out right now. Yeah, a Cronenberg's film though, uh, Crimes of the Future. If you like David Cronenberg, you should see it. Okay. If you don't, don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you're getting with this guy, and uh, that's all I'm going to say. Viggo Mortensen, of course, a great performance again. He's he's become so reliable, that guy. I love him. He, he's he's really great. Yeah, you are. Yeah, <laughs> I met him. Uh, did you meet him when we were at the award show that year? No. For Green Book? No. Yeah, yeah he was a sweetheart. He no, a, you, you, yeah, I saw you over there at that table. Yeah. I was, yeah, I yeah. was a green-eyed monster. Right? Well, you should have came I over. I should have. I was, I was kind of shy. That was my first year. No, it wasn't. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. All right. So, okay. oh, well. So next week, we got a ton to talk about. We have too many to talk about. Too many. We so really we're going to do. be doing some quick ones next week. We got the light year. The bu- Wait, is it called light year or is it called buzz? Or is it called Buzz Lightyear? Lightyear. 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 Lightyear, the next uh, Pixar Disney thing, uh, Toy Story spinoff. We got a movie uh, about uh, a woman who's trying to get laid uh, with Emma Thompson. Oh, <laughs> Leo Grand comes out next week? Yes, yes. That oh comes my gosh. out on Hulu. I know I you really like that. I cannot wait to talk about that one. Uh, I think I'm going to request another screen just to watch it again. I did too. Because, I did too. Because we saw that at Sundance. Yeah. Uh, there's a Father movie. Father the Bride. Father the Bride. There's a movie coming out about a guy who creates a robot, I think. Oh, Daniel and Craig. No, not Daniel and <laughs> Craig. <laughs> Brian and Charles. Brian and Charles. How do you get Daniel and I don't Brian know. Brian Charles. We never <laughs> even mentioned DNC. James Bond. We didn't. What? <laughs> There's a Freudian slip in there somewhere. I think there is. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> you yeah. haven't seen that, have you? What's that? Brian and Charles. I'm getting the screener. I'll be watching. Okay. All yeah. right. Good. I can't wait to talk with you about that one. I, okay. I'm going to hedge my bets that you're not going to like it. You know, I, I, I don't understand why you think I'm such a curmudgeon. Oh, it's not curmudgeon. This is, this is not. You, 
you are as um, a, a business owner here in the Champaign area said to me, described you as uh, more highfalutin type, <laughs> <laughs> type of film critic than me. <laughs> Highfalutin. Highfalutin. Ah. Yes, yes. Yeah, look at me. That's I mean, it's exactly <laughs> what you think. I was not. You were not. Yeah, that's even earth. great. That's great. <laughs> I need to find out who that was. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, next week we got, got a, a lot. lot to talk about. We got a lot, So yeah. hope to hear from you then. And maybe we're going to be talking about some changes to the podcast as well. We'll okay. see. That's right. And, and before we leave today's podcast, make sure you go onto our Facebook page and enter to win some some great prizes for Father of the Bride. Yeah. So mm-hmm. go to our Facebook page, Real Talk with Chuck and Pam. Enter. You have until noon on Friday. Thanks See you for later. Listening.